Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm Steve, and with me, as always, is Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. Uh, Jen, you want to tell everyone what we're going to talk about today? Yes, this is very exciting, although I feel like um, a part of this is like it's going to be a little bit less content than than previous years, but this is our sort of attempt at um, looking back and reflecting on 2021 in terms of pop culture and like the content that we consumed and then what we are looking forward to, if anything, in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think when you and I were kind of talking about, you know, what we enjoyed in, in 2020, even like before we recorded as we were talking about it, it was like, it was less to do with what exactly we were watching as opposed to more like a reflection of, yeah, I think you called it like the state of the union of like the entertainment industry right now, Yeah. right? Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like what have been some of your reflections on like how COVID, not necessarily, because we've talked about that, right? Like we've talked about how COVID is like affected like TV and what some of like your reflections on it? So 2020 started off so strong, Steve. And I think what I was saying before to you um, was like, we were like, I had asked you like, Oh, what was the last movie you watched in movie theater? Because um, you and I both are of the camp of people who just miss going to the theater or going to the movies. And, um, and like, I remember my last movies, being like little women and the portrait of lady on a fire on fire which like both are just like super great movies and if if those are the last two movies that i watched in theater then so be it but you know like i once again this would not be a podcast co-hosted by me if i didn't bring up parasite so anyone doing a drinking game drink up um but like you know parasite won the oscars and it like really was the last good thing to happen because literally like three weeks later we went into shutdown and we went into shutdown not knowing that we would still be doing this by the end of the year not knowing like there's so many things that like i almost laugh about now like when they sent me home from work like it was supposed to be for three weeks and it's literally been nine months and it's going to be over a year before I go back. Yeah. Um, but like, so this year, definitely just the way that we consume the content that we normally consume has just changed and it's changed in so many different ways. So like number one being like for us, like going to the movies, it's just not a thing that we're doing anymore. And like, obviously it's not a thing that like people are going to be doing anytime soon, really. So even though movie theaters technically are open, because I do get those emails from AMC every once in a while being like, here are new releases. And I'm like, there's <laughs> new releases? Like, I don't understand. You guys are open? Um, but, um, you know, anything from that to, like, the other day I was thinking, like, shoot, like, what happened to, like, all my TV shows? Like, you know, because I still have cable and I, like, watch, like, network TV and, like, you know, the very important, like, September, fall, return to TV, like, November sweeps. Like, none of that stuff happened this year. Because, yeah. Like, yeah, like, half the shows that I record and watch, like, they're not on right now because production either didn't start or production started late. So I think some of the stuff that I watch is ret are returning in 2021. But, like, really, like, I literally am, like, watching nothing new on, you know normal tv um to like music you have people like who had like 
big concerts and big plans for album releases lined up and like all of that had to sort of be scrapped like I was supposed to be in I wasn't supposed to go to California this summer to watch um Taylor at her lover fest and obviously that got canceled but you know speaking of Taylor Swift like totally released a new album like surprise album and is releasing we're recording this like right before she released like the follow-up to that but like who knew she would be releasing two new albums but like music all that has changed um award shows obviously and like even the oscars like i don't really know how award season is going to be like right now we'd be in the thick of it but like i like literally don't really know what's in contention what people are watching like what's going to happen and even though the oscars have been delayed by two months like is that enough time um and then i will say like not just covid but like this year was so hard with like all of the hard like with the killing of george floyd and brianna taylor just like yeah the forcing of us as a nation to really come to terms with and address like systemic racism and what that means and it pervaded like literally it pervaded everything as it should because I think we should be having these conversations and really like be looking at ourselves but you know that like bled over into what does diversity and representation look like and we've been having these conversations forever but like it really like kicked it up a whole new notch um after all that has happened um you know, like, we saw stars being really political this year because it was a really political time and um, with the elections and our new president coming in. And um, it just was so interesting. And then I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, like, I think this year we lost a lot of people that were shocking, you know? like I think It feels like, like every year there's more. But yeah. to your point, this year was, like, shocking. Totally, because, like, I think, like, you know, like, like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away, like, Alec Trebek, like, I, I was so sad, but, like, I got it because they were both older, they were both sick, but, like, Kobe Bryant, like, we started off the year with Kobe Bryant's death, and then midsummer, it was, like, Chadwick Boseman, who, like, would never be entered into this, like, conversation, like, just him passing, and, like even thinking about well how does that impact this like franchise that is built around him and his character and his performance um and and like you know how marvel movies are like they're all interconnected and they're all built on top of each other so like it's it's not just like that one um ip that's impacted that's like it's just like a whole structure you know so i've literally gone on for 10 minutes I don't think this is what you expected of me but like it's just been such a crazy crazy year and I'm really excited to try to put it behind and like return to somewhat normal but I think we can both agree that like some things just aren't going to be normal you know like I think I think the way that we consume content is forever changed I think I think us going to the movies is going to be something that we just think about like twice before doing it and especially like going to like 
an independent movie theater, I don't necessarily think that those are going to exist anymore. Like, maybe we'll go back to, like, maybe drive-ins will be more of a thing and not just a thing that happened this year and this summer because, you know, because that was sort of, like, safe to do. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that are going to be different. And then the other thing that I did want to say, like, about things never being the same again, like, I think a lot more, there's, like, so much of a larger bar or threshold on like what gets produced and what gets money and resources put behind it because like for the time being we're still like months out from like a vaccine for a majority of us and that just means like if you're gonna be a movie or a tv show that's being filmed like you're going to have to have backing behind it because it's just so costly to keep everyone tested and to put all these like safety measures in place. And that's why we're seeing a lot more shows that um, were either doing okay or decently in ratings or had buzz around it. But like ultimately the powers to be are like, that's, it doesn't, that, that doesn't, um, that's not enough for us to continue to put money towards it. So I think, you know, like, it's one of those things where I just feel like the things that are going to be impacted the most are the smaller, quieter, independent things as, as they always are really. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think things are just not going to be the same and or not going to be like what we have been so used to for a long time and maybe it may be good, but I don't know. I just, I, I do have, I do hope that 2021 is better and I'm excited as one can be, but I'm still really apprehensive about like just the after effects and just, you know, us not uh, fully being out of the woods on any of this yet. Yeah, no, I mean. Sorry, was that like, um, was that like a, it was just uh, me and a monologue? Thank you very no, much. I mean, I, I will say, like the short answer is, or my short like rebuttal, not rebuttal, my short like response is like, yes. You know, because for me, I, I looked at it in preparation for this uh, episode like a little differently where I took a look at all the things that I enjoyed most in 2020, right? And I'm very excited to talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and there are four things, right? There's Queen's Gambit, Hamilton, The Mandalorian, and uh, this game called Among Us, right? <laughs> and when you, when you kind of gave me like a interbridged version, like before we recorded, I looked at my list through a, lens, a different lens, and I was like, oh, you know. Okay, so Queen's Gambit is, like, the most traditional out of all of them. And what I mean by that is, like, like we've seen this before, right? Like, a TV show that is on a streaming service that, um, like, sweeps the nation, right? And everyone starts watching it because of, like, word of mouth or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, like, we've seen that before. But Hamilton, I remember... I remember exactly uh, where I was. I was actually um, celebrating my anniversary with my wife. Mm-hmm. And we'd heard, like, oh, like a few weeks prior or whatever, like, oh, you know, Hamilton's going to, they're going to, they planned on releasing it in, in theaters. And I remember when they first said that, I, my wife and I were like, oh, I can't wait to watch it in theater because, you know, we had never watched it live. And then they announced, actually, we're going to release it on Disney+. And it won't be f- for, like, an extra charge to like have access to it like anyone who has disney plus will be able to watch it yeah and that's when i was like oh 
oh, this is different. So, like, that was the first time I was like, oh, this is... Oh, like, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? And that was one of the things that I enjoyed this year. The other one is The Mandalorian. I, the reason I think that is also unique is that... Um, I think arguably, of course, but I, I personally think that Star Wars is still the biggest intellectual property franchise like in the world, the most yeah. bankable, um, the most the one we have like the most history with as like a as like a culture. And you know, they have found a way to make like a, a TV show on a streaming platform. Like they found a way to capitalize on Star Wars in the during the pandemic which is and i know it was released last year but and maybe it's because of the lack of other stuff that this feels so elevated yeah because there's a lack of i don't want to say competition but there's a lack of alternatives right now and it's like star wars still gonna star wars you know Star Wars is still going to Star Wars, and it's going to capture our attention and every little thing, you know, we're going to eat it all up. You know what I mean? And yeah. it has managed to not only stay afloat during the pandemic, but is, at, like I said before, it, it has really become elevated in the current circumstances. And then the last thing was, you know, this game Among Us where, um, you know, it's it's the game is actually technically a few years old, but it really gained popularity this year to the point where it it skyrocketed. You know, the average daily users was in the single digits That's so before cool. 2020. And now they average like tens of millions of players every day. You know, they had to cancel the sequel. Have... Yeah, so you told me that they had to cancel the sequel. They had to cancel the sequel because um... it was too popular. And they were like, we're just going to update it. And the stuff, the ideas we had for two, we're just gonna implement into one. But like, is there, um, like, was there a reason for this? Um, like, was there like a popular Twitch person that like start yeah. like right, what? Right. What is the what is the genesis of this like um, uh, rediscovering of Among yeah. Us? You know, I and this no one can say for sure, but I think there are certain factors in play that cannot be overstated and mm -hmm. um one i think is the rise of like female gamers right which is that video games traditionally historically have been mostly like a male dominated arena and in competitive gaming it is still 100 percent male dominated but mm -hmm. the reason why among us is so popular is because it is open to anyone now where because the game is com super not competitive i i think there are competitive elements to it and you are competing when you play but for the most part when you play you're trying to have fun you're not trying to win you're not like there's a term called like grinding right like yeah. in video games like oh i'm just gonna grind you know and that means like i'm gonna hunker down and i'm just laser focused on my goal no matter how monotonous and i'm just gonna practice i'm gonna hone my skills that that's not that doesn't happen here like this is a game you, you, there's some game. I don't necessarily want to play this game with my real life friends. I want to play this game with my video game friends so we can get better and compete and do well. This is super not that. You want to play this with your friends and it's completely social. And like I said, it, it opens itself up. Like you don't need video game history to play this game. 
it's not like you it's like oh i'm not good at video games it doesn't matter this could literally be your very first video game and you will have just as much fun as someone who has played video games all their lives yeah, I, 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 I can attest to that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like, you don't have to worry about like, oh, you know, I don't want to play with this person. They're not good, like, or whatever. It's like, I, you can play this with children. You can play this with the elderly. You can play this with your friend. It doesn't matter. You can play it with anyone and you'll have fun as long as people are kind of like sociable mm-hmm. on it, you know? And I think that's really telling that that is kind of like the most popular game of 2020 you know it just um, kind of shows true. where we're at at animal crossing animal crossing is also incredibly popular yes hey you know i can attest to that as well <laughs> you know as you know i'm obsessed with my animal crossing <laughs> um so yeah i mean anything else you kind of want to talk about when it comes to to 2020 before we look forward um, to 2021 uh i mean just the pervasive like sadness over all of it um no i think i think i think that i mean i'd be remiss to not point out a couple of things that brought me a lot of joy and like i you know alongside the four things that you just mentioned like you know feel free to add more stuff but like i you know as i've just said like for me and a lot of people like Animal Crossing brought us like so much joy <laughs> and I really never thought that that I could get that from like a game like I just you know like it just was like not even on my radar and I I don't necessarily know if it hadn't been the pandemic and where we are and like me spending just like countless hours just like at home um if 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 I think Animal Crossing has always been popular. I think people were always excited about it. I just think that this perfect storm of people being stuck inside and not being able to really connect with real people and their friends, like, really added to, probably, like, the, similar to Among Us, like, but really added to, like, the complete, like, blowing up of the, of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I loved this year in terms of, like, content. Like, I really... You know, I, I really value my Netflix um, membership <laughs> and it's because like, you know, like the Babysitter's Club, the Mindy Kaling um, series, Never Have I Ever, um, like all these like Korean dramas that like I like discovered on Netflix. Like, I don't know, like I, it wasn't the worst year ever, I will yeah. say, like, like just like consuming things. Like in terms of um, content, right? In terms of, yeah, in terms of content, in terms of new stuff, in terms of rediscovering old stuff, like, I got back into reading, I think I was telling you, and it's all stuff that, like, I had time for, and so, I mean, I guess I'm, like, grateful for that, um, but yeah, like, I'm looking forward to 2021, I'm looking forward to, like, really just being outside more and, like, not feeling like every time I go outside, I'm exposing myself to, you know, to a virus yeah um you know let's let's use that to to segue into like 2021 right some of the Mm -hmm. things that we're looking forward to um i know you don't have like a list per se um do you actually you 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 don't right okay okay i don't and i was like oh this i feel like this is like the first time i like really didn't do homework for this (laughs) because you know how i am (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, I think 
that makes sense though because even as i was making my list and as you and i were talking before like we recorded the reason i wasn't like oh jen do you want to make a list is because like we have no idea what's going to be out and what's not like this is all tentative like everything is tentative like you know like i have things on my list on like december 22nd 2021 are we even are is will like will electricity still work in december like 22nd 2020 like i don't know you know yeah, um, I mean, I being like, see, are they are they releasing this in twenty? And like, yeah, so I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. So that I think that's why like this whole thing is like for me. I'll, you know, I'll start with the first two because the first two are guaranteed, right? It's this is like house money where it's like, okay, so Cobra Kai is definitely coming out on Netflix January eighth, and then WandaVision is definitely coming out on Disney Plus January fifteenth. Both of those I'm incredibly excited for. I will be honest and tell you, I am more excited for Cobra Kai. And I'm and I'm super excited for One Division, but I'm yeah. more excited for Cobra Kai because they all they, you know, I always have, not always, I always have like whatever expectations for Cobra Kai, and they always blow me away. And now I'm like, okay, you know what, you you're you guys are playing with house money now, you know what I mean? Um, this show always impresses, and I'm so excited to see what they do with Netflix money. Instead of like YouTube money, YouTube <laughs> you money. know what I mean. And I'm not saying that like YouTube doesn't have money, but it's like they they're not known for uh, TV production. You know what I mean. And so, so I'm really on. excited. Um, did they cancel the show on YouTube and then move to Netflix? No, 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 never got it. Never got canceled. I think Netflix like bought that. Okay. Because uh, when season one was under like uh, I think it was like YouTube Red. Or something like mm-hmm. that. And then season two, maybe it was something else in season two is YouTube Red. But I, I just know it was like YouTube Red, which was going to be like a TV thing. And that got canned. And then season two was just under like YouTube Originals, you know? Yeah. And Cobra Kai was just like so successful, they couldn't justify canning it. And so I think uh, the producers of Cobra Kai were looking for a new home, which YouTube was more than happy. Maybe not more than happy, but as long as they were compensated were more than willing to, you know, let them find a home somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so those are the two that I'm incredibly excited for, which, you know, they'll be coming out like really shortly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for those two. And then after that, Jen, I have no idea if we're ever <laughs> gonna see these, you know, with the exception of um there are two movies here that I'm gonna talk to you about. July 16th, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Um, Is that a sequel, prequel, spinoff? Sequel starring LeBron James. Okay. Um, The other one. Like, is he an actor now? uh, I mean, that's that's always been, like, whispers of, like, that's why he wanted to come to L.A., you know, on his, like, for his last team, his last row, which is, you know, he wants to. His family just like likes living in LA. They they've always had like a summer home there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you know he's looking at his post basketball career and he has a production company, and I think his production company along with Warner Brothers, um, made Space Jam. So it's July sixteenth, Space Jam, and the other one, and you'll see why I'm pairing these two two together. Uh, October first, Dune. Um. I... It's because. 
yeah. They're both on, they're both uh, by Warner Brothers, and they will be so on can we, HBO Max. Can we, can we talk about that for a little bit? Um, let's, let's absolutely talk about that. What are your, what are your thoughts in general about Warner Brothers deciding, announcing that they were going to release their entire slate of 2021 movies simultaneously? Um, it's simultaneously on HBO Max. And you, you could you could go and watch it in theaters if you wanted right, to, right? right. They're okay. not pu- exactly. They're not pulling it from theaters. It's just that you can watch it in uh, at home at the same time. I mean, I think I sent you the the meme that cracked me up for like a good 20 from minutes where. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the that's the announcement, and then the 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 I don't know. The meme is like movie theater says. I guess I'll go die now. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's awesome, but then when I really think about it, it makes me sad. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it also depends. Like, if I, I think they've said that it'll be for no additional cost. They might be they might be taking notes from Disney shares like crazy. Um, so no. I have a I have a yeah, I I wanted to talk about that a little bit because you're right. So like I think the emphasis here is the no extra cost thing. They want they want users. Um, they 100% and, want users. Yes. And I think obviously like Warner Brothers is putting so much resources and effort into what I think was a pretty mucked up launch of HBO Max. Like, I don't I, think it went smoothly. I think there's still a lot of the brand confusion and just confusion in general about what HBO is versus HBO Max. And like, I don't even think that they want, I don't think they can abandon HBO as a brand right now, but like, that's what they're trying to move away from. Like, it's so much bigger than like HBO as a brand. Like it's, but like, but the fact that they're doing this, which is like, and kind of an insane, like, I mean, I just was like, that's a lot of movies. You know what I mean? It's not like, we'll take it one movie at a time, or we'll do this for like the first half, like the movies that have been planned for the first, like, it's literally their entire, like, what is it, 20 movies, 10 movies. Um, and they're big, 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 gigantic movies, like Dune, like, um, and so for them to do that, it really, I think, speaks to their, like, almost desperation to, like, hedge, like, put all their chips into the HBO Max bucket because they're trying to compensate for, like, for, like, whatever happened or, like, the lackluster, like, I, I mean, I don't actually know how HBO Max is doing, but I don't think it's doing, like, really well in terms of, like, original content. Like, I just feel like they, they haven't really had, like, a huge home run out of the park um in terms of like a hit or whatever um but but it's also like a gigantic i think like shade to like something some like something like disney that like experimented with that 30 dollars mulan model right and i think it was that was actually hugely successful for them but still it's this is like a big gigantic like f you to that and it's definitely this gigantic fu to movies because let's face it if you're if we're still in this like pandemic for like at least half of the year um what person who already is subscribing to hbo max unless you're kind of like a crazy movie theater buff person but i don't think that's the average american like movie going person so so 
yes, I guess you're placating some concerns around you're doing dirty by movie theaters by saying like, we're going to release it at the same time. But I also think that's just an added like afterthought to not get sued or like, I don't know, like to, to like, to like salvage some sort of good graces with movie theaters. But it's, 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 I mean, I, when you told me that you're like, yo, like check out the link that I just sent, you know, I was just like, what am I reading? Is this like an April Fool's Day joke? Like that's 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 crazy. Like I had yeah. to read the thing like more than once just to like comprehend it. Yeah. And and you know they're not saying like they're literally like we're not saying that this is going to be our plan forever. Like it's literally just, just our 2020 2021. Yeah. 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 But I just can't imagine the amount of money that they're like theoretically losing. I mean, again, everybody's lost out this year because like literally no one's going to the movie, so it doesn't. I mean at least this way they're going to get some eyeballs in front of me movies that they really wouldn't have. But I don't know, Steve, like it's so insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how it goes. And and when I say how it goes, I mean, like, I'm really curious to see like if these movies get released on time or if they get delayed, I, I think if they stay on schedule, this is, they've probably done the math and been like, okay, this is how we cut our losses, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this is how we, this is when, from all the research we we're seeing what other, you know, like how it works for Netflix, how it works for Disney plus, And this is what we need to do to cut our losses for 2021. And they, cause they specifically say 2021, cause I mean, obviously they would make more money if it was in theaters, you know? And so, so we'll see. Um, I think it's also telling that the other movies on my list, and I'm glad we're doing it like categorically and not chronologically because here's another set of movies right black widow may 7th shang chi legend of the ten rings july 9th eternals november november 5th mm-hmm. and this is this is the one where i mean if you would think with a vaccine on the horizon this doesn't bleed into december 17th but december 17th is spider-man which is co-produced by, and so you will notice that you cannot find uh, the Sony, Disney, or Sony Marvel co-produced Spider-Man films on Disney Plus, right? And mm-hmm. so if, I guess what I'm saying is like with those movies, Disney, even though they've released certain movies on Disney Plus, they have thus far refused to put Marvel movies or release Marvel movies on Disney and you could see for them they're like these are so bankable right these have a very specific basement like floor in terms of what our return on investment is they would rather just keep delaying it than release it on disney plus and so i'm really curious to see where we're at on may 7th i mean when we when we record you know again in a few months I'm really curious to see, like, maybe, like, two, three, four episodes from now, what your latest State of the Union is going to be, you know? Because, so, HBO Max has put their cards on the table, right? It's like, this is how we cut our losses. Disney, because their movies, specifically the Marvel movies, are guaranteed a certain threshold, whether it's, you know, 200, 300, 400 million dollars, you know? It's like, they're guaranteed to make a certain amount. Um, 
especially on the heels of Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. They're like, no, we can't. It would be a we would we would be burning cash at that point. So we'd rather just wait it out, which is a different form of burning cash, I guess. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm I. You know, the only other movie on my list that isn't either a Marvel property or a HBO Max release is You're like. Right. You're totally right. You you literally named all these yeah, like Marvel. <laughs> right. Is is Top Gun Maverick. You know. Yes. Is that, was that supposed to be this year, or it was always 2021? I I thought it was supposed to be 2020. Okay. I do think it was. But, yeah, that's uh, July 4th weekend, 2021. But, you know, we'll see we'll see what July 4th weekend looks like, you know, in 2021. Yeah. So, so I, you know, we can say that we – I mean, not we can. We are saying that we're excited for – for these uh for these movies and these tv shows and whatnot but you know to your larger point is um all of this is wait and see you know what i mean the only thing i can take to the bank is cobra kai <laughs> cobra kai and wandavision that's all i can take to the bank for right now well you're gonna have a really good january no i i would i hope so i i hope i do i really do but we'll see because i yeah we'll see but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking forward to in 2021. Um, do you have any other 2021 thoughts before we move I on to the obsessions? Think, I mean, I don't think so. Like, I really, I have, aside from, um, and we're recording this, um, today was like Disney um, Investor Day, I guess. So they made a lot of these announcements and some of which mm-hmm. you recapped and like some of the things that you um, mentioned in terms of like stuff. But like. I really have no sense of what's coming out in 2021. So um, other than like all this Marvel stuff and then I'm like scrolling through their announcements, I'm scrolling through the stuff and I'm getting excited. And then it's like 2022, 2024. Like I'm like, I don't, this, can I have something to look forward to in the immediate year? Or like I have to wait, you know, like two years for this, but um, no, I, I'm, I really, I know there's going to be lots of good content because there always is. And, you know, like earlier in the podcast, I did talk about some of the stuff that I did enjoy in 2021 and I'm sure 2020, 2021 will be the same, but, um, but no, Steve, I have nothing to look forward to except maybe get the vaccine. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, with that, why don't we go ahead and talk about our obsessions of the episode? Um, I want you to go first. <laughs> you want me to go? Okay, okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. No problem. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So my obsession of the episode is um, related to a movie. It's my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie, uh, Social Network. It's I've recently discovered the Social Network featurette. I guess it was probably like a DVD extra. Yeah. And it is uploaded in full on YouTube. And... It is just as good as the movie. It is so, it's so great seeing, like, Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield, like, play those characters. Like, not play the characters, but you, you see them again in character, and both, like, out of character, obviously, as well. Um, and then you see, like, the different version, like, the different takes they had. And the reason you see them 
in different takes is because it's a David Fincher movie and they do like a hundred takes and seeing David Fincher like directing is almost as satisfying as watching something that is directed by David Fincher. Um, I told you that there is a part that I want to tell you about there. Jen, there is a part of this movie where they're doing a table reading, right? And they're doing table reading by, and it's a script by Aaron Sorkin, right? One of the greatest, you know, screenwriters of our generation, right? Of our living time, yeah. Yeah. Jen, there's a part where David Fincher is just like, not tearing up like in a mean way, but he's like trying to cut it, you know? And then there's a part where he looks at David, at Aaron Sorkin, and he's like, oh, you know, this part's like too cute. So we're going to get rid of it. There's a part, David Fincher looks at Aaron Sorkin and is like, there's a part in your script. I know you've done The West Wing, and I, I, I don't, I'm not even going to start naming it because there's too many. There's a part in your script that I think is too cute, and so we're going to cut that out. And Sorkin is just standing there like, okay. Well, he's not, like, pissed? No, no. I mean, and I, I guess, you know, that's kind of what you sign up for yeah. when you like have your script directed by like David Fincher, right? Who is yeah. like, a, I, I wouldn't call him an auteur because he's not like writing, directing, producing his own thing, but he has complete control, right? Yep. Um, I cannot recommend this to you. And like specifically Will you. you. Are done? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was so good. And the best part, but like the connective tissue between this and the social network is they use the soundtrack again for the featurette. Oh, so it's just know, the soundtrack, soundtrack in the background of the featurette about the movie. It's yeah. so it's so good. I was I I enjoyed it so much. It's so good. Okay, I'm into it. I'm very. Um happy that you, it brought you so much joy it did it really did and i can't wait to dive into it yeah. uh okay so what is your uh what's your obsession of the episode well i like i'm i don't really have like a particular you know i wish i could point you to something or link you to something i don't have that but i've gotten back into reading <laughs> um yeah. Once again, going back to like having a lot of time on our hands or whatnot. So um, uh, I've been really enjoying just like capping off my evening with like a couple of chapters of a book that I'm reading or whatever. And um, I will say like I don't really read nonfiction. I, I mostly my my books of choice are fiction fiction. But I wanted to make a couple of recs here, um, you know, really for the the two people that maybe listen to this. Um, so um, in the celebrity memoirs category, I just lied. I do. I, the other thing that I do like sometimes is just like celebrity memoirs. Cause I think they're kind of interesting, but I did um, listen to the Jessica Simpson um, uh, memoir called open book. And I'm, I'm a quarter through Mariah Carey's, memoir and they're both very interesting and I think it's just interesting to read about um 
like female pop stars um, just because it's like such a world of like obviously like being a celebrity and being a diva or whatever like so much is like based on your like appearance and just like things that like I don't think impact like men or boys or guys as much and like um like Jessica Simpson I'm not a fan of hers I I can't say that but like I did find her like I'm glad that she wrote this book and a lot of people really did like this book so because like it just it does give you a perspective into like you know just um like her weight issues and just like the way she talks about like how broken she was after her like failed marriage to Nick Lachey which was so public because they were on that show together like it just it was so interesting to me and I think even the Mariah Carey one like even though I'm like only like in the beginning of it um but really like when she talks about her marriage and feeling like so trapped in this marriage like to like such a much older guy and the control and like all this stuff like it's so interesting to like hear of these like women like finding their voices even though they're known for their voices like literally but like just yeah yes thank you very much i'm gonna write a book now um that and like so those are two things that i recommend and then um i particularly like this author named curtis sittenfeld she wrote a um what i liken to a um like a modern day female version of catcher in the rye called prep it's one of my favorite books um but she's been she's been like such an interesting writer um and she wrote a book that came out in may i think called rodham and it really is this like it's fictional story of what Hillary Rodham Clinton's life would have been like if she had never been with Bill Clinton. So like how, like if we could just imagine her life as like being her own person versus like Bill's wife. And, um, like it was such a weird thing because like when I was reading I was just like I don't actually understand the point of this writing exercise because like the beginning feels like it's some sort of weird like fictional um non-fiction book because like like where she grows up where she goes to college and like even meeting and dating bill is kind of like based on the true story and true to life but like the book really diverges um the minute that she like in the book um hillary um decides to like not be with bill anymore and then it just becomes fiction because like that's obviously not in real life right like written real life like Hillary and Bill have been together so um I really just ended up really enjoying it and then because of that like I picked up her another book of hers called American Wife which people think is like loosely based on Laura Bush's life and like um but it's also just a fictional book of art so like I don't know I'm just like I'm trying to read through as much as I can um I don't know if you know an app called Goodreads but like you track like all the books that you read and the books that you want to read and stuff and like every year I set this like reading challenge for like 25 to 30 books and like it's really hard to meet that sometimes um but this year I will totally be meeting it so I'm like really like proud of my accomplishment and obviously my accomplishment comes from just copious amounts of time spent at home but you know what I'll take it and um yeah, everybody go read a couple of things. Um, and I'm happy to make offline like recommendations if people need, but yeah, like, you know, and like give your eyeballs a rest from <laughs> absorbing stories through through reading it. 
No, that's that's good. That's real good. Um, all right. I mean, with that, you know, let's see what twenty twenty one brings. Yeah. We can. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that? I was like, we can do this. We survived yeah. twenty twenty. We can. Seriously. We can do this. Yeah. It, I mean, knock on wood. It can't get much worse, though, right? Okay. Oh, uh, no. with that, um, remember you subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Jen, you want to say bye? Have a wonderful rest of 2020. We'll see you in 2021. Bye.